Genesis 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, God. Somebody say God. Look at your neighbor and say God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God, somebody say God. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God, somebody say God. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God, somebody say God. God divided the light from the darkness. And God, somebody say God. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Amen. And today I'm going to preach from this thought, a day with the Lord. A day with the Lord. If you would lay your Bibles down, and I want you to join hands with someone doesn't have to be a whole line of people. Just grab the hands of one person next to you. And I want you to lift it to the heavens. And I want you to sincerely pray, God, let me hear what you have to say today. And God, I want to obey. I want to follow after. I want it to be evident in my life, oh Lord, that you do what you desire to do in me and through me. Come on, won't you pray that all across this building in your way, the way you lift up your voice to him, the way you call out to him. Would you do that right now? In Jesus' name, I'm asking that your hand would sweep over this congregation. Lord, from this platform where I speak, the words that you put in my spirit and heart to speak and to preach, oh Lord, to all the way to the sound booth, oh Lord, to those that may hear in the hallways, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your word fall on that fallow ground of our hearts in Jesus' name. I'm so very thankful to be in your house. I'm so very thankful to be here, specifically at Truth Church. I love, Lord, the church that you've called me to, the church that you have placed me over, oh Lord, to shepherd and to guide in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to be careful to do that how you desire me to do that. Lord, I'm frail. Lord, I am not, I'm not worthy, Lord, to do those things. But Lord, with your direction, with your help, oh God, I ask you to help me and guide me and direct me. And Lord, let us be careful to hear your voice, oh Lord, and to do what your word declares to us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. Men, didn't we have a time this weekend? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I believe 27, 28, 26, 26 men went to North Texas Men's Conference. Praise God. Before you're seated, just stay standing for a minute. I'm going to go ahead and do this right now. Men, you have no excuse. You can't plan a family reunion. You, you haven't done it yet, so you're not, you, can, you don't need to do it. Just listen to me for a moment. You need to mark your calendars. It is the 13th and 14th. Men, mark your calendars. 13th and 14th of September 2024. Mark your calendars. Wife, you're not going to do anything. You don't, don't plan them. You're not going to do anything. Don't, don't plan for them to do anything that weekend. They can go to men's conference. If your kids have something they got to do on Friday night, when they're done with that, daddy gets to go to men's conference. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Now, this is going to be scary. It's going to be real scary, man. Or husbands, rather. I want you to look at your wife. Look at her right in the deep blues or browns or turquoises or whatever it is, eyes. Look at her in the eyes and say, next year, September 2024, 13th and 14th, I'm going to be at men's conference. There you go. You did it. See, it's already planned. It's already done. You don't have to worry about it. Don't plan a trip. Don't plan a trip. When your work asks you, say, listen, I really got to be home that weekend. Can we plan it for another time? You can do it. Somebody say amen. 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 You can do it. You can do it. We're going to have a great time. I want us to, I'd love for us to take 50, 60 men to North Texas men's conference. You may be seated. Now, all of that time that I took did not go against me preaching, all right? None of that time. 
I'll tell you, I enjoyed being able to minister and uh, do all of those things last week. And Sister Ginger, she spoke to some young or some college students, some hyphen, on Saturday and did a fantastic job. Amen. Amen. She was a workman worthy of her hire, and I'm thankful that she got to go. Uh, we got to go together, and it was awesome. It's the first time that we've done anything like that uh, in a very, very, very long time. And so I was thankful for that. I'm glad she's here, man. Give her a hand, everybody. I'm not just saying that and doing that because I'm up here. I really am. It was exciting. It was exciting that we were able to have that opportunity to minister together. Somebody say a day with the Lord. A day with the Lord. In the beginning, God. Somebody say God. In the beginning, God, the first thing that God did in his creative work was to separate light from darkness and give those parameters to what we recognize now as a day. It's a day. Somebody say a day. I don't know how long that God took based on the way that we count hours and minutes and days to accomplish that task. All I know is that when he was done and when he was finished with the evening and the morning, God considered that a good day. It was a good work day. He got it done on that work day. Evening, evening, and morning, it was a good day. Every day is marked by the rising of the sun and the setting of it. For very long, we in history have had parameters that God has put into place to measure, to measure, have that measuring tape or measuring stick, if you will, of or for rather a day. We want to accomplish everything that we possibly can accomplish in the hours that we have or that we're given in that day. And in those parameters, in that time, there is either going to be a conclusion of a good day or a bad day. Somebody say amen. amen. The purpose of what I'm going to talk to you about today, the purpose of this message is to simply ask you a question that I hope would ring in your spirit and heart as we're here today and before we leave. What Will we, as men and women of God, as students that are in this place, what will we do with a day? What will we do with this day that you and I have been given? No, I'm not talking about are you going to eat barbecue? Are you going to drink a Dr. Pepper for the first time in a long time, Brother Tate? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter about that. What I'm talking about is spiritually speaking, in light of eternity, is it going to be a good day or is it going to be a bad day? The opportunity that you have today, this moment that we're in, in the view of eternity, is it going to be good or is it going to be a bad day. The use of the word with the title of my message today can be used two different ways. It could be a day, listen to me if you will, it could be a day with the Lord. Like you would say, I'm spending a day with my significant other. I'm spending a day with my wife or I'm spending a day with my family. It would be a time with him, a communication with him. Amen? Just a day with the Lord, a day when you set aside time to worship and to love him, a day when we recommit and connect with him, a day when we stir up the good gift that is inside of us. Or secondly, it could be a day with, according to the Lord. A day where you come in direct contact and you have complete and total, he has your complete and total attention doing the things in the manner that he wants them done. 
Oh, somebody say amen. amen. It would be a day where you choose to live according to his will and his purpose and his plan for your life. In the beginning, God. Somebody say God. In the beginning, God. And the Bible continues to call him that all the way through chapter 1 of Genesis. The first few verses of Genesis chapter 2 tell us, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God, somebody say God. God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had made. And God, somebody say God. God. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that it, in it he had rested from all his work which God, somebody say God. God. God created and made. And listen to this, verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God, somebody say Lord God, the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. For the first time in verse 4, the Bible calls him Lord God. Man, I'm about to preach right now. Until the time he had only been referred to as God. He was just God. The word Lord, you can look it up yourself. The word Lord means to rule over something. Until God had finished his creative work, he was simply and profoundly God. He existed and was powerful and was just simply God. But now, there was creation. Now there was something that needed direction. Rivers needed to know where to flow to. Oh, praise God. Wildlife needed to know what they needed to do and how they needed to do it. Plants needed to know how they needed to grow. Trees needed to know how they needed to grow. Birds and insects and man, all of these things that were made by him. Man made in his image. They needed to know. Where do I need to go? What do I? I need to know how to communicate. I, I need to be nurtured. Praise God. The first question I want to ask you is, do you have a Genesis 1 or a Genesis 2 relationship with God? Do you have that? Genesis 1 relationship with God is he's just God. He's some magnificent thing up there in the sky that does all of these creative works. Or do you have a Genesis 2 mentality? You are God who creates everything. You are God who makes all the things that are in the sea and on the land. You do it all. But Lord, you're more than just God. You're Lord of my life. Is he just an invisible force that exists somewhere out in the universe? Is he just an idea that he is the one that is doing it all? Or is he Lord over your life? Is he Lord over every thought process? Is he Lord in your home? Is he Lord at your job? Is he Lord in your family? Praise God. Every person here. Every person in this room is a continuation of the creative works of God Almighty. You were formed and I was formed in his image. His thought toward you are good and pleasant, the Bible says. But is he Lord? He has a plan for you and me. He has a direction for you and me. Brother Beto, he has a plan for your life. And it's for good and not of evil. And I use that scripture a lot. But is he Lord over your life? 
he God that is creating and maneuvering and doing all of this stuff? Or is he Lord in your lives? Lord, you tell me what to do. Lord, you reign over my life. Lord, you're the, you are the one that does everything for me, directs me in the way I should go. You are Lord over my life. You may be seated. The sun has risen this morning. It's marking the beginning of a new day. And it has now, or is going to rather now, set in a particular point, a particular place. And what I want to ask you today is how did you spend your day with the Lord? How have you spent the day with the Lord? The sun rose and the sun is setting. And in that span or parameter of time, did you spend it with the Lord wisely? Did you allow him just to be God or did you allow him to be Lord God over your life? Did you allow him to do what he has planned for you and direct you in doing what he's planned for you? Did you spend it reaching out in desperation to get all of him that you could? Did you desire to do exactly what he's promised you and exactly what he showed you in his word? Or did you just spend the day? My question to you this morning is what are you going to do with a day with the Lord? Is he going to be Lord over your life where you surrender every moment of the day to him? Is he one that is going to do exactly what he wants to do and be Lord over your life? Or is it going to be what you want to do and you reject the Lord doing what the Lord wants to do? Until you've given him something, until you've given him your heart, repented of your sins, been baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost, you can't call him Lord. And so again, I know there's no doubt in my mind you'd have to be crazy to think otherwise. There are people in this place that have been filled with the Holy Ghost. There are people in this place that have been baptized in Jesus' name. Do you recognize him as God? Or is he your Lord God? Oh, somebody say amen. Do you recognize him as God? longs to be your Lord do you recognize him as God man you're you're the one that did it all man you're the big one in the air thank you or is he your Lord God do you just recognize him as that invisible thing in the sky that being in the sky he longs for there to be an intimacy and a personal relationship he is wanting that connection with you. He desires that connection with you and me. And he's saying, I know who I am. I know what I am. And I, I, I got that. You don't got to tell me you're Lord God. You did it all. You're wonderful. You, you made all the heavens. You made all the earth. And we tell him and we exalt him with that. And that's all we do. But what he's wanting is he's wanting to be Lord over your life. He wants to reign over everything you do, everything you think, everything you say. I will be the first to tell you there's things that I have done that it wasn't the Lord that was telling me to do them. It was Darren that was telling me to do them. We have to repent of those things and say, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. I don't want to do what I want to do or what I think's right. I want to do what you want me to do, what you know is right. You prepare the way for me. Lord, guide me in the way. Direct me in the way. Oh, somebody clap your hands under the Lord. We can't 
We can't as men and women of God. We can't as a church. We can't the people that are the first time in this house today. We cannot waste our day with the Lord. Every day I want the Lord to rule over my life. I want him to have control. And I want him, I want to be in submission to everything he has to say to me. Man, that's a hard word. Look at your neighbor and say submission. Look at somebody and say submission. We may want it. We may desire it. But we got to make an action. We got to speak it. We got to tell him. Not just think it in your brain, Lord. I want to be submitted to you. I want to be. No. I submit to you, Lord. I submit to whatever you desire me to do. I submit to you with my thoughts. I submit to you with my words. I submit to you with my actions. It ain't easy to do, ladies and gentlemen. When the sun comes up, when the sun goes down, when we look back at it, is it a good day with the Lord? I want it to have been a day with the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 28 gives us two scenarios. The first is one in which he is Lord of our life. Verses 2 through 6 says this, And all these blessings shall come of thee, and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto, listen, unto the voice of the Lord thy God. I want you to go right after that comma there. And look what it says. If... If thou hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. And blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou be the fruit of thy body. And the fruit of thy ground. And the fruit of thy cattle. The increase of thy kin and the flocks of the sheep. Blessed shall be thy baskets and thy stores. Blessed shalt thou be. When thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Go back to that big little word there. Very first verse of that. Right there. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Listen. The Lord thy God. Is he Lord or is he just God? Is he just the creator? Is he just the one that does everything out here? Is he one that in him we live and move and have our being? Or is he Lord over your life? He's got to be Lord over your life. It's, you've got to answer the question if. You've got to say, yes, Lord. You are Lord over my life. And if you're Lord over my life, blessed shalt thou be in thy city. And blessed shalt thou be in thy field. Bless, yes, God, I'm going to be blessed because you're Lord over my life. The Lord tells us what he will do for us if we will spend our day with him. If you'll get up with me as your Lord, if you'll get up out of your bed and put your feet on the ground and with a loud voice in prayer, a loud voice in the mind even, say, Lord, you are Lord over my life. And he tells you, you're going to be blessed. <laughs> you're going to be blessed. I'm gonna, if you're wondering why that you're not blessed, he's got to be Lord. I'm not telling you something that it's not speaking to me, it's preaching to me. This is me also looking at all of these things. Why am I not being blessed? Because somewhere down the line, something had to change for me. I had to make sure that God was Lord over my life. He was Lord over my thoughts. He was Lord over everything. I sit back and I look and I wonder why. The reason why is he is not Lord. God is a God of blessing and he will abundantly bless those who call him Lord. Is there anybody in the room that you want to raise? 
Stand to your feet if you want to race. Man, some of you just ain't telling the truth right now. Either that or there's ignorance in here. I don't know. I'm, I didn't call you ignorant. I said there's ignorance in here. Anybody want to race? Don't let it just be a thought process, but make up in your mind and speak it with your mouth. You are Lord over my life. You're Lord over my finances. You're Lord over my family. You are Lord of all. Okay, you may be seated. Go back. Go back to Deuteronomy 28. Everybody, get your, get your phones out. Get your Bibles out. Get it all out. Go back to that. Yeah, verse 2. There it is. I know it's on the screen, but I want you to get it in your phone, to get it in your Bibles. I don't want to do this, but I will say something if you don't have a phone or something up. So you better get it up to make me think that you're doing right. Do you understand that this is not Darren Gilbert that is saying this? Okay? The Word of God says, and all these blessings, what? Come on thee. And overtake thee. What? Do you mean that all of this stuff can happen to me? It's going to overtake me. That means it's going to be more than I have room enough to receive. It's not daring. This is not prosperity doctrine. This is the Bible. All of these blessings shall come on thee. Overtake thee. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I don't think I've ever done this ever in my life, but there's somebody in this place, you're having financial problems and you're trying to fix it yourself. You need to allow the Lord to be Lord over your life. You need to allow Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our God, our King, to be Lord over your life. And all these blessings shall come on thee. You need to hear me, whoever you are right now, in the name of Jesus, and overtake thee if... Thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now keep on going. Blessed shalt thou be in thy city. That means there are going to be people around you that know who you are. You're going to be blessed. They're going to know that you're blessed. In the name of Jesus. And blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. Come on, somebody. And the fruit of thy ground. And the fruit of thy cattle. Everything you're touching is going to be blessed if he's Lord over your life. The increase of thy kin. That means your kids are going to be blessed. That means your daddy's going to be blessed. That means your aunt and uncle's going to be blessed. I ain't even going to get finished with this today, but that's all right. And the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy baskets and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. And it all hinges on if he's the Lord God of your life. I don't know about you, but I want to spend a day with the Lord. God, tell me what to do. God, speak to me. God, let me know exactly where you want me to go so I can be blessed, so I can walk in your ways, so I can be what you have thought me to be and desire me to be. Oh, somebody lift your voice and lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, let's lift our voices and lift our hands to the Lord this moment. I don't know who I was speaking to. I have an inkling in my spirit of who it could be, and I would never embarrass you. But, sir, you need to stand to your feet right now, and you need to lift your hands, and you need to speak with your mouth. It doesn't matter what your kids think. It doesn't matter what your wife thinks. Lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, you will be Lord over my life. You'll be Lord over my job. You'll be Lord over my finances. I'm going to get my hands off of trying to fix it. And, Lord, you're going to do it all. Come on, lift your voice to him. Come on, lift your voice to him. Come on, sir. Stand to your feet and declare it right now. Come on, you have, you've been passing for a long time. I have no, I, no doubt who it is right now. God, right now, let this individual stand to their feet 
and cry out with a loud voice. Come on, speak it right now. Declare it right now. God's doing a work right now in you. Let your voice be heard. Let your voice be heard right now. Come on. The Holy Ghost is speaking. The Holy Ghost is speaking. The Holy Ghost is doing a work that Pastor Darren cannot do. I want you to lend your voice to him right now. God, you are Lord over my life. Come on, lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him from the side to side, from the back to the front. Lift your voice to him. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. You hadn't surrendered yet. Come on, sir. You hadn't surrendered yet. Why don't you stand to your feet and don't worry about the things that you've got yourself into. Don't worry about the ailments that you caused. Don't worry. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Don't worry about the things that you made happen. It was your fault. But God is saying, let me be Lord over your life. I'll pull you out of this and I'll set you where you need to be when I become Lord over your life. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, lift your voice to him right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on right now. Come on, sir. Come on, he's been nudging you long enough. Don't worry about the things that are discouraging you. Stand to your feet. God's about to open up your finances. He's about to God's about to do something that you don't think is possible. And the reason you don't think it's possible because he's just God that creates. But God wants to be Lord. And when God becomes Lord of your life, you're about to get increase you never thought was coming. I want you to listen. I want you to listen for a moment. You can stand and sit, whatever you want to do. I want you to listen to me for a moment. God specifically set the parameters that visually mark a day as the evening and the morning. Realizing how God wants to bless us that call him Lord. I started looking in the word of God for some things that happen in the evening and the morning. Listen to this. It was in the morning that God sent, I preached about this last week, sent the manna from heaven. Remember me preaching about that before? It was in the morning that he sent the manna from heaven. But I don't want us to forget about if they would have let him be Lord over their life they would have had no manna to have to worry about. There would have been houses they didn't build. There had been milk and honey that they didn't have nothing to do with. That's not my point, though. Walked with Adam and Eve in the garden, brought the Israelites through the Red Sea, and drowned the Egyptians. When the children of Israel thought they were going to die of thirst in the wilderness... What God do? And it came to pass in the morning. Somebody say in the morning. When the meat offering was offered, that behold, there came water by the way. And the country was filled with water. They were thirsty. They didn't have nothing. But in the morning, God said, let me do something you've never seen before. After a night of wrestling, of wrestling rather in the morning Jacob received his blessing and his promise David said my voice shalt thou hear in the morning 
It was in the morning when Mary went to the tomb and the angel said, he is not here. Oh, somebody shout amen. Somebody say a day with the Lord. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Ezekiel said in the morning came the word of the Lord unto me. Darius rose up in the morning, went to the lion's den and asked, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servant continually able to deliver thee out of mouth of the lions? Only to hear the voice of Daniel answer, O king, live forever. Sit down. See, I learned something from elders. I learned from Brother Frazier. It's all right to tell everybody to sit down. You keep on going. So that's what I'm going to do. He taught me that this week. It was in the evening, Brother Trevor, that God took five loaves, two fish, and fed 5,000 people. It was late in the evening when he came walking on the water and told Peter, It is I. Be not afraid. It was in the evening tide when the road, when he rode, when he rode into Jerusalem on the foal of an ass, signifying he was the Messiah. Somebody say the Messiah. Yeah. It was the evening when Noah sent out the dove and it returned with an olive branch in the mouth. It was evening when Elijah went up against the prophets of Baal and said, "Let." The God who answers by fire be God. Somebody say a day with the Lord. When I tell you that committing your days to the Lord is the best decision you'll ever make, you will be blessed. God will come through, He will answer. He will deliver. I need somebody to stand to your feet and say, he will deliver. I need somebody else to stand to your feet and say, he will heal. He will make the dead live again. Do you believe it or not? I believe it. He'll make the dead live again. He'll show himself to be God. I said he will show himself to be God. He will never, Brother Bill, he'll never be in a place where somebody can say, see, <laughs> he can't do it. God can do anything. Sister Christina, my question is, will he do it for you? And the only reason, the only way he'll do it for you is if he ceases to only be God. And he becomes also Lord over your life. I know what he can do because the book says what he can do. My question is, is he Lord over your life? What is your day going to detail? What is your day going to say? Oh, I had a day with the Lord. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet up on the rock to stay. He established my goings. He made my way straight. I followed after what he told me to do. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord. Somebody say he's Lord. So look at your neighbor and say, I want a day with the Lord. You may be seated. You and I, along with Daniel, will be able to rise above what was meant for our destruction. God will walk with you. God will walk with me. I don't talk about that like I don't know what I'm talking about. But God walked with me with my wife's situation. He walked with her with her situation. God will nourish us. God will conquer our unbelief. I know that doesn't mean very much to anybody. But it means something to me. You know why? Because your pastor. Your pastor was prophesied to. God's going to heal her right now. 
God's going to do it right now. She was prophesied over in the place that, man, faith is as high as it can get. There's ministers and people of God all over the place that, that live for Jesus Christ. Some, kind of, you wonder, but we were because of the times. I mean, it was prophesied over. Thousands of people prayed for. I'm telling you, go look at it. You can go watch it right now on YouTube. They stretch forth their hand to Ginger Gilbert right in because of the times, and they begin to pray for her. Men of renowned prophetic utterances prayed for her and spoke the word. And nothing happened right that moment. And nothing happened right that moment for her. We felt the presence and the power of God. We knew that God was doing it right then. And it didn't happen right then. And so our faith. Did we ever just look at each other and say... My faith's down. No, but in our hearts, we felt, Lord, are you the God that you say you are? Are you the God that your word talks about? <laughs> and what he can do in the midst of that wondering and doubting, if you look to the heavens and say, God, I know you are God, and I know what your word says. You opened the blinded eyes. You kept Daniel from being destroyed by the mouth of the lions. You kept all of these things from happening. All of these things happened because of you being God. And so, Lord, what I, God, what I'm telling you right now is you are Lord of my life. And when you make that declaration, God... He shows up and does what God does. And he defeats unbelief on your behalf. When you decide to commit days to the Lord. When you rise up in the morning. And when you lay your head to rest at night. Let your day have been spent with the Lord. When you do that. Praise the Lord. This is what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28. We are given a second scenario. Cursed shalt thou be in the city if you decide not to have that mindset that you're Lord. That's not what I did. I had a choice. Sister Ginger had a choice. I promise you, inside of that hospital room, sometimes by herself, curled up in a ball, she was wondering if God was real. The spinal taps or whatever they're called and all of those things and, and the chemotherapy and you're resistant and there's no match for you, no doubt in my mind. She didn't up and say it. She wasn't even physically able to at times. But she wondered. Is he able? Is he able? And we had a choice to be this second scenario. And so do you, sir. I'm speaking to it. I could call your name and I would never do that to embarrass you. I'm not that kind of preacher. But I'm telling you, you need to listen to what I'm saying right now. You can be a part of this second scenario or you can be a part of the first one. The Bible says this. Curse shalt thou be in the city. And curse shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be the basket of thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of the land. The increase of thy kin and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in. And cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. When we choose not to honor him as Lord. When we choose to just, I'm saying he's God. I'm saying he can do everything the Bible says he can do. The devils know that he's God. <laughs> They've seen and they know what he's capable of. Amen? And they have no doubt in their mind it's going to happen. So what we're right then, we're just even with them. Amen? What I'm telling you right now 
And what I'm telling myself is I don't want him just to be what the Bible already has told us and solidify what he is. I want him to be Lord over my life. I want him to be Lord over my decisions. I want him to be Lord over my worship. I want him to be Lord over everything I do, everything I say. And God, forgive me where you haven't been. And I'm thankful for your grace and your mercy. But I've made up my mind everything I do, every decision that I make. It's all right to change. You know your pastors had to change some things. Your pastors had to go to prayer and ask God to forgive him. Because he was just God for me. And that was it. Transparency. Stand to your feet all across the building. When God is an abstract and we never present him with our lives and we never allow it to be, never allow it to become personal and we never make him or call him Lord, we are choosing to pay a price. The result we get when the sun rises on a morning and sets on an evening in which we have denied him the opportunity to be Lord of our life. Our unpleasant result, our unpleasant result, there's going to be many curses that assemble, that come around each and every human being that has that kind of mindset. It is made up in their mind that you're just God. You're not Lord over my life. Everything we do. Somebody say everything. Everything, everything we do ultimately leads to failure. We may appear that we got all of our ducks in a row. We may appear that we have success outwardly and we got smiles on our face. But inwardly. We will always be empty when he's not Lord over our life. Many times we don't even have the outward appearance of success. We are cursed at every turn in our life. We find ourselves up against something greater than we are. And we are never, somebody say never. We are never the winner. Verse 67 of Deuteronomy 28 so accurately describes the lives of some of us here in this room today. In the morning, thou shalt say, Would God it were even? And at evening thou shalt say, would God it were morning. You wake up and the misery you felt yesterday as you laid your head on the bed, it greets you when the sun rises. The effects of, for some drugs, for some alcohol, for some depression, oppression, that miserable, horrible feeling, it meets you when the sun rises. But I would to God that today you would make up in your mind. I've read about it. You're that God. You've created everything. And everything was good. And you can still create things in my life. And you can change things in my life. And Lord, Lord God, when I lay my head on my pillow tonight, because I have declared because I have made a petition, because I have screamed from the top of my lungs that, Lord, 
you are going to be Lord of my life. Depression is not going to reign over me. Loneliness is not going to reign over me when I wake in the morning. I'm making up my mind when I come to this altar here in just a moment that you will be Lord before I get in my car. You'll be Lord before I walk over the threshold of this sanctuary, leaving out of this sanctuary. You will be Lord over my life. Can I tell you today can be the last day you ever spend depressed, it could be the last day you ever spend as an alcoholic. It can be the last day that you ever spend in financial distress. It can be the last day that you spend in sin. Today, somebody shout today. today. Somebody shout today. Today. today is the day of salvation. Today is when things can change for you, saint of God. Today is the day that things can change for you, sinner. Today, when the sun came up this morning, marking the beginning of a new day, you were given a glorious opportunity. Make this day be with the Lord. Don't let the sun set on a day in which he is far away, distant, impersonal. But make God, make God the Lord of your life. I'm going to ask you again. You've wanted a blessing and it hasn't come. Raise your hand. It's all right to be honest. Come on, raise both hands. If you've wanted a blessing and it hasn't come, raise your hands. Look around, ladies and gentlemen. You're in good company. And those that don't have their hands raised, I really doubt it that that's how you really feel. You've wanted something, but you're allowing pride to get in the way. And I'm telling you right now, if you'll make your way to this altar, sir, I have said it time and time again, and you didn't stand until I told everybody to say it. And so I'm telling you, come to this altar right now. Don't let the sun go down until you have stated with your mouth, tears have run down your face, and you have said, God, you are not just God, but your Lord over my life. And I am going to spend every waking day and every evening with the Lord. Come on, lift your hands all across this building. With everybody in this building, if you have breath in your body, I want you to press in. Don't be on the outskirts. Don't be on the corners of the altar. But come straight to the altar. Stand at the altar. Lift those hands and let the Holy Ghost come in and help you today. You got to choose this day whom you'll serve. Are you going to serve the Lord? Are you going to serve the Lord your God? Come on, lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. It's time for you to choose. It's your choice. You don't have to spend another day lonely. You don't have to spend another day depressed. You don't have to spend another day scared. You don't have to spend another day lost without the God, our creator. Come on, sir. Choose this day. Come on, sir. Choose this day. Come on, ma'am. Choose this day. Would you listen to Pastor Darren? I'm beckoning. Step out of your pew. And you choose.